Hello everyone, this is Candace hopping in from the editing room. I'm just coming here to remind you that this episode, Spirituality is Political, is actually part one of a two-part series that we unintentionally made because the topic was so dense and we just wanted to pick it apart. So enjoy the first part where we're going to leave off right before we get into how spirituality is connected with capitalism. Yes, it gets juicy. So that part and all of the rest of the goodness is going to be in part two. Make sure to check that out. It's available now on the feed. And thank you as always for listening. And we hope you enjoy this first part of Spirituality is Political. Love ya! Hello, Nicole. Hi, Candace. How are you doing today? The first day with this beautiful Mercury in retrograde. <laughs> so far, I'm doing okay until, like, you keep reminding me that Mercury is retrograde. <laughs> I'm like, oh, right, right, right. So I'm doing good. And you know what? We don't let astrology rule how our days are. So I'm doing good. We don't. I know. I feel bad. I'm passing it on because my sister was the one that, that reminded me. She was like, so like, are you ready for Mercury retrograde? I was like, bitch, I literally <laughs> did not even have that in my, in my peripheral. So you know what, as we're, as we're saying, everybody feels these transits a little bit differently so you can work with them, but that will be on our, we'll, we'll probably go deeper into that in next week's um, episode yes. when we talk about the astrology report, when we're moving into Scorpio season, which is Mm-hmm. Any anyway, that's gonna be a that's gonna be its own thing. But I do yes. want to jump into today's topic because holy holy balls. Like I <laughs> really was going in on quite research. Literally. Quite li- <laughs> quite literally <laughs> holy balls. I mean like not literally, but like ho- the holy part. But and the balls that it's gonna take to get through this. So yes, you're right. Yes. I retract mm-hmm. that. You're right. But we You'll see the in our episode notes for this week, there are references and articles that I, I give my whole heart and please hope that you click on some and read through some that resonates because it's going to truly be impossible for us to cover everything we want about such a large topic like this in, in this yeah. hour or so. But yeah, this is a topic that I think came to us like last week. Again, we usually go like moment to moment when we figure <laughs> out what we're going to talk about. But I was like, I think this is the time we need to talk about spirituality being political inherently because absolutely, I'm sick of people pretending it's not, <laughs> to be quite honest. Yeah, that I know. I think that this topic, we talked about it last week and we're like, oh, it's time because I think both of, both of us were just like fed up. I, I forget what stories we were talking about, but we definitely yeah. were like, I can't believe we're still talking about this and I can't believe I'm still questioning this and we'll get into this but I also I know that if I'm questioning other people then I myself have some learning and work to do absolutely absolutely I think that's for all of us on any side is I'm reading this and being like oh this this is a way that Mm -hmm. I am perpetuating this or this is a way that I didn't see that connection before and so again whatever side you're on whether you are a person of color indigenous person or an, a white ally, like wherever you are in this space, 
you're welcome first, but also there's, Mm -hmm. there's something to learn and there's something to investigate and to look at for all of us, some different levels and some different aspects, but there's definitely something that we can take from this and a learning lesson to integrate (laughs) in our own. So I'm really excited to, to dive in. And I think, you know, there's so many ways that we can start this, but I think just to start at the top of when we're talking about spirituality, what we're talking about. Cause I think already there's so many yeah. definitions. I found this one beautiful article that literally had like sourced definitions, like over 20 of what mm. spirituality means. So again, well, I'll start with my, my definition corner, <clears throat> but here are just a few. So spirituality can be defined as the quality of being concerned with the human spirit or soul, as opposed to material or physical things. Also mm. Emmons, describes spirituality as the personal expression of ultimate concern. And I love that one, actually. The, ul- mm. the personal expression of ultimate concern. Gibbons mm. quantifies or describes spirituality as the search for direction, meaning, inner wholeness, and connectedness to others, to non-human creation, and to a transcendent. So we're getting a little farther. And McKnight describes spirituality as the animating force that inspires one toward purposes that are beyond oneself and that give one's life meaning and direction. And I love those well-rounded. I'm going to ask you what your personal definition for spirituality is, but I love these because this common theme that we are going to talk about, like what you know, my researcher brain is like finding the red line between all of this is the personal and the interpersonal very much talking about the soul and the spirit, but also talking about the soul and the spirit as an individual and also talking about the soul and the spirit as a whole, as a humanity. And so I, I really think already in those definitions, you can see this bridge of where spirituality can be something that is both inside of ourselves and outside of ourselves mm. in, in that focus. So how, how do you quantify or, or describe, define spirituality? Yeah. I always describe spirituality as the practice of honoring who I truly am. And that means it's so much deeper than just who I want to be or who I desire to be or who I ideally would like to be based on the society I grew up in. And it's very much like spirituality are those practices or the spirituality itself is that gem of life force within me and accepting Mm -hmm. that and accepting it with grace too. So for me, spirituality brings in all of the different complexities of who a person is in their wholeness, which means the beauty, the ugliness, the truth, the lies, the anger, the compassion, the frustration, and accepting all of that part. And then going deeper into how that's practice is something we'll probably go into in a little bit. But mm-hmm. yeah, spirituality to me is that it's coming back to who you truly are. And it totally is that interpersonal and personal connection of who you are. And then why were you put here? And who who was it? I think I liked the purpose part. Mc, McKnight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the emanating force that inspires one towards purpose that are beyond oneself and that give one's life meaning and direction. And it is totally that beyond oneself. We all, I, my belief with spirituality is that we all have a purpose that's greater than 
our individualistic ideas and desires and those to go deeper those I think are interconnected but to keep it simple yeah I definitely think that there's spirituality is that seeking of what it is you truly are and what you bring to this place and honoring that absolutely I love that I love that and another aspect I saw run through a lot of the topics that we're talking about and piecing together today was this movement from spiritual infancy to spiritual maturity. And Mm -hmm. this comes from, I know she's one of the people that have talked about this, Kaya Ra, who's the uh, author of the Sophia Code, which is its own incredible spiritual codex, which I'll also put that in our episode notes. If you are interested, it's, it's really truly been helping me through some of these times but she talks about these aspects of spiritual infancy not saying it's not spiritual but spiritual infancy towards maturity and and she says Mm -hmm. a lot of that bridge is saying what can our spirituality do for humanity not just what our spirituality can do for us Mm -hmm. and that's really the move from you know saying okay I'm going to manifest this in my life and I'm going to manifest a new car because of this 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 versus, you know, internal gain, not saying that's bad or not saying that, you know, less than it's just saying that there is this infancy and this uh, inner focus. That's not the whole of where spirituality and the definitions that we talk about, which is serving humanity. How can Mm. us knowing deeper about ourselves and our spiritual practice about ourselves help the whole of what, of what we are part of, whether we want to pretend we're not, whether we want other people are telling us there's others here and there's others here that are not like we are a whole of humanity. So that's Mm. really, I think what we are being called into. And I know I'm being called into is stepping into more of a a spiritual maturity and, and saying that we're here, we're here to be for the highest good of all, not just Mm. for ourselves. And Again, I, I think this is like, oh yeah, this makes sense. But when we practice spirituality, and this this can be geared to people who are, you know, spiritual healers or spiritual entrepreneurs, but also anybody who is, I feel like looking for more of themselves and taking time for their personal development and believing in the greater good. I think that inherently, again, the personal expression of ultimate concern, that inherently is spirituality, you can you can say. So Mm-hmm. really just moving from looking at spirituality as something that can just serve us and how inherently in the root of the definitions for spirituality is to serve humanity and to serve all, to be the highest good of mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. I was looking more into the concept of spiritual infancy versus spiritual maturity and noticed that that is a pretty big concept that comes up a lot in the Bible and within different scriptures in many different religions. But specifically, I was looking at where it comes up in the Bible, and I believe it's the New Testament. Again, I'm not not an expert on religion, obviously, and we'll go deeper into that in a minute and how spirituality and religion differ. But there was an excerpt from Hebrews 5, 13 through 14 that talks about spiritual infancy versus maturity and how, how to tie in this symbolic way. And so I'll read it for you. It says for everyone who partakes only of milk is not accustomed to the word of righteousness for he is an infant. 
but solid food is for the mature, who because of practice have their senses trained to discern good and evil. And so just that connection of how milk, when we start eating as an infant in this world, milk is what we are digesting and being able to intake. And over time, we are able to train our senses to then digest solid food, but it really comes into discerning that good and evil. And I feel the topic of spiritual infancy versus spiritual maturity is I even started, so I started to explain it to myself where I was like, okay, so spiritual infancy is this ability to identify that there is a higher power. And Mm -hmm. it seems to be that with that new idea, there's this excitement of, well, what can that higher power do for me? Or what can I do so that higher power can do things for me? And I feel like spiritual maturity is this evolution into identifying the truth of that higher power and actually realizing that we ourselves are that higher power. And so that to me, it's almost like what can our spirituality do for humanity is really when we realize that we are the higher power, we realize that we are the ones responsible for doing what we can for humanity. Whereas when we're just identifying that there's a higher power, we're like, oh, there's a higher power. It's in service to me or I'm in service to it. And then it's Mm -hmm. just realizing how much more responsibility and control there is within. And it's not control Mm -hmm. like controlling other people's, this inner control of how can I- Yeah. How can I own this power and harness it in a way that's right for the highest good of all? Absolutely. And I think that, and that's, again, it's going to be a whole other conversation about religion versus spirituality. And and it's important as a backdrop, but it really is the, the spirituality part that's saying, you know, when we talk about alignment and being authentic and true and, and all of that stuff and, and being one with God source Buddha, whatever, whatever you are praying to or celebrating, but that source, that, that energy that's outside of yourself, it's also understanding fundamentally that you are that as well, that you have access to that as well. And that there is a reason you have access to that, but are also of this earth being a human and, and not, I think you said it perfectly, not putting so much on that power can, can do things for me, or I can do things to be deserving of that power. It's like, no, you are that power. So what are you going to use with it? Mm. And yeah, moving to maturity, it's saying, yes, maybe what you were doing before was fine. But now if you want to mature, you're going to need to do something different. And a lot of what we're going to talk about is, yeah, there's going to be things that are going to change that maybe were fine, you know, a week ago, a month ago, many years ago. But no, that's not how we are consciously choosing to move forward. Therefore, we are the people here on this earth who have access to make those changes. Of course, we we might pray to, to another source to help us and to guide us, but we are the ones in this body able to enact change on this earth. And mm-hmm. so to break up, because when we talk about, you know, spirituality is political, really the, the unfortunate inspiration was me, myself, seeing people in my circle or just seeing other types of rhetorics that were, again, either thinking that, oh, to be spiritual means that politics is too divisive or too much of a hot button to talk about or not within the realm to talk about, or that it was separate in some sort. And it has, 
you know, nothing mm -hmm. to do with this business or this uh, modality that's exercised or anything. And I think, again, that's a cute idea that didn't no longer work. Mm -hmm. Holistically, everything is connected. Uh. And so that's why we break it down today into talking about like, yes, spirituality is political, but it's, it's political because one, it's concerning inherently the human, like humanity, but also because spirituality is coupled up a lot of the mm -hmm. spirituality we are experiencing right now that we see in our world is coupled up with white supremacy and it's coupled up with capitalism. And therefore with the politics of this earth and especially in the States, you know, right now with the election coming up, it's like, those are things to know and to not say, Oh, there's no way that, you know, my crystal business has anything to do with white supremacy. Girl, it does. Sweetie. It has like, it does. Well, it 100%. Every, does. everything does. That's the thing is like, once you realize like no matter what you do, it is linked to like, probably, probably 98.8% it's linked to white supremacy or capitalism. Mm -hmm. Even the things I do in my own body, exercising outside of the States is still, I'm still working through the white supremacy subscriptions of thought that I was raised within. Mm -hmm. So totally. there's no way that you're exempt to it. Essentially. Layla Syed says it perfectly. And again, I'm just going to keep saying all these references, all these articles that we're referencing are going to be in the episode notes. But she says, if you hold white privilege, then white supremacy is the air you breathe and the toxic sea you're swimming. And, and so this is going to go into when we talk about spirituality, white supremacy, they talk about, a, there's a lot of rhetoric and there's a lot of research on white spirituality, essentially, hmm. which is more common of the spirituality we're seeing like touted now and within capitalism and that's being sold to us. But white spirituality mm -hmm. really is is the ignorance of the plight of black, indigenous, people of color, and, and having this white niceness, essentially, that promotes unity above justice, mm. where unity often equals silence. Mm -hmm. And I think yep. that I, I love how that was put because it's like, yeah, it's this white niceness. It's like, it's all us together. It's all, it's all, it's more mm -hmm. important that we're unified rather than actually looking at the justice of what right. people are, are, are wanting. And I think that's, again, you can see this in the root of like, oh, just peaceful protests or, oh, just do it this or, oh, can't we just be together? Like even on the spiritual sense, it's like, we're all one, we're all together. It's like, yes, that is absolutely true. And there are institutions and there are government systems and there are people that are not acting as that and other people mm -hmm. are not being treated like they are one like we are all exactly one. and so often that unity equals a silence on these actual very real issues that are harming people of color uh, indigenous people any any m marginalized minority group mm-hmm this has been something I've been thinking about for the past few days. And I've been telling Candace, I've been watching the TV show Reign, R-E-I-G-N, and it's about Mary Queen of Scots. And essentially white spirituality, another word for that is colonialism. And there, like, <laughs> there is, because it, that is what I've been thinking about how spirituality which will tie which ties into religion so those two things often come together but religion is the organized way of being spiritual and essentially religions just take 
spiritual people and convince them that there's only one way to be spiritual. And so the reason I say white spirituality is essentially like another word for colonialism is because that back in like the 1500s, the 1400s, when there was kings and queens ruling everything, there was, it was Catholicism that was truly the thing that was allowing these rules to go on. This religion was what kept people unified. They would utilize their spirituality to keep people unified, which essentially is silence, and would utilize the scriptures and the tenets of these religions to justify their cruel and gruesome actions. And so it's like, white spirituality has always been the ignorance of the plight of Black, Indigenous, people of color. And true spirituality doesn't care about your personal desires or your whims. And I feel like white spirituality comes from this idea that, well, this is what we think is right. And this is what we've always seen to be true. So if you're doing something that isn't helping me or isn't aligning to me, then it's actually not the greatest good for all because it's not the greatest good for me. And it's like, no, what? Like, that's where I think it's becoming so confusing right now is because we live in a society that has been built upon these ideas and these concepts. And now we're a community realizing what we've done wrong and realizing what we should what not what should be possible, what could be possible. And so now we're trying to make changes instead of accepting the reality. We're like, oh, but, but we don't want to do that anymore. We don't want to be racist anymore. Like we're identifying that racism (laughs) is bad. So we don't want to be that anymore. And it's like, okay, but (laughs) that is. It's like, yeah, that's infancy. Like, that's great. I'm so proud that you're like, yes, we don't fuck racism. It's like, that's great. But can't. But like you change, yes. And we're going to talk about, of course, all of us are individual people that we can control how we go about and change racism. But it's also the mature part is saying, how did we get here? How did, what are, beyond me, how are the institutions, the schools that I'm in, the jobs that like, how were, they were built on these ideas. They were built on the backs of racism. They are currently churning. A lot of them are still churning because racism is alive and well. Even though we can say, yes, people are changing their minds and saying, like, let's stop racism. But it's also saying, how do we cut it out at the root? Not just try to keep cutting off these heads that keep popping up. And Mm -hmm. this is where it, and and you see this a lot, truly, like, I I think of white spirituality and also, like, spiritual bypassing. That type of love is the only true emotion and positive vibes only and focus on the light. And not, again, not saying that, Love is not the emotion. Yes, positive vibes, we love that. But that is also such dangerous gaslighting language to a person with a disability or a person who's had their land stolen from them or a person that is literally shot in the street for no reason than the color of their skin is like, yeah, I understand for you positive vibes only. But like if, again, if you are saying spirituality is your practice, how, how can you tout that language over recognizing the very real things that are happening to people that maybe you don't share anything with except for that you are human. You always share that. And it's like, we have to, we have to see the world in order to heal it. Mm. If you are a healer, 
if you call yourself a healer for profession or for uh, if you call yourself someone who wants to heal, who wants to help, you have to see what you want to help first. You can't just willy nilly just shout like it's also just ineffective to be like, I just want to help the world. It's like you have to look at it. And mm -hmm. I, this quote, I love this from Omid Safi. He says, if we care about the spirit, we cannot avoid concern with the here and the now. The spiritual is about the social and the mystical is also about the political. He says the cosmic in us mm -hmm. has to be about both changing the human and changing the world of which we are a part of. The healing inside and the healing of the world are wrapped up into one another. So that's where it's like, even though you try to say, oh, this is one thing, it's all connected when you're mm -hmm. healing. Your, and that's the, that's the beautiful thing. When you're healing yourself, you're healing the world. And when you're healing the world, you're healing yourself. It's, it's mm -hmm. always connected. I think like what, what just keeps coming to me is how easily spirituality has been manipulated in the past, like our foundations of this mm -hmm. entire world, not even just a society. Cause if you think about it, the people who came to America were, they had their personal agendas and utilized spirituality to justify their actions and not only justify mm -hmm. their actions, but also force people into erasing their own cultures. Mm -hmm. And spirituality is, it has been manipulated over and over and over again, and it's continuously being manipulated, that spiritual, spiritual bypassing. I feel like that is a perfect example of how spirituality is even manipulated, because you usually when you're mm -hmm. spiritually bypassing, you are almost utilizing spirituality for a reason to bypass. You're like, oh, well, because of this, right. I don't, I don't need to go deeper. And spirituality at its core is going to like I said, it does not care about your personal desires or whims. True spirituality is it's working on the behalf of the greatest good for all. And we are the conduits of for this mission mm. of spirituality. And so there's going to be times when we're stretched, we're challenged or battled against our personal desires are battled against. And that's because spirituality is moving through us and doing its ultimate job of truth and its ultimate work of the greatest good of all. And so there are times when I'm like, there's something bigger at play here. And no matter what our opinions are on this spirit is going to work through us. So like we could sit here and argue right. for days about which is right to do. And I feel like spirituality is manipulated because people want to use logic when it comes to spirituality. They want to bring in logical ideas and spirituality, I believe is nonsense in like the best form <laughs> of it. Yeah. If there is, we, we don't have words, we don't have logic to explain what spirituality is working through us. That's what it is. It's a belief that there's a higher power working for us. And then if it's you don't, trust. Not, if you don't, yeah, if you don't believe in that, then you're not spiritual. And that's, that's okay too. If you believe yourself to be a spiritual person, then it's knowing that one, we don't always know everything either, right? We, spirituality is that trust that like, we don't even have the answers. We're just trusting that this is what we believe in. I was just gonna say, because we don't know, that's where we're gonna make bumps along the road. We're going to sometimes not trust that thing because it sounds so crazy and go with the thing that feels comfortable. Like that's what we're all doing is stretching. And I think that's where, again, all of these things, when we talk about spiritual bypassing and white spirituality, it's like, not, I'm still going to celebrate it because it's it's still at least not celebrate it, you know, fully, but understand that the root, it's like, there's good in that. There's good in that. But also, again, how can we mature to this? And I think I found these 
great examples talking about more of white spirituality is how we see this. In, in one of the articles, it says this white spirituality can look like churches who send their people on mission trips, returning with plenty of Instagram worthy pictures of themselves surrounded by little black faces while doing nothing to actually change the systems of injustice that keep the food out of those kids' bellies. And Stella Tomlinson, who has an amazing article talking about the connection of yoga and white supremacy and mm. saying there are spiritual, in quotations, spiritual white yoga teachers with their bindis, om tattoos, chanting the names of Hindu gods and goddesses in badly pronounced Sanskrit and saying, it's okay if you pronounce it incorrectly because your intention is there and pure, no matter what the impact. And that's where it's like, Okay, like I even know it's like, yeah, you know, you don't have to get a perfect, your intentions there is like, yes, okay, great, your intentions there, but how it blends in is this is another culture, a culture again that was, has been stolen and has been commodified for mm -hmm. a lot of Western culture's amusement. And so when you think about it as such for us to be like, oh, it actually doesn't matter how you pronounce it. It's, it's like just in your heart, it doesn't matter. When so many, especially with Indigenous Peoples Day just coming up where it's like we literally renamed land that they had. We're just like, oh, no, it doesn't matter if you can pronounce it correctly. It's just, it's fine. Your intention. Mm -hmm. It's like, bitch, fuck intention. I don't mm -hmm. have a home anymore. You know, it's right. that's where, again, it's not saying it's inherently bad, but it's understanding the deeper roots of what this is looking like. And, and I think this also goes in how this blends into capitalism is this, this, Spirituality now is using this vibrational ascension as a reason to not engage with the realities of racism and privilege, which mm -hmm. is basically like, oh, no, no, high vibes, high vibes. I'm getting there. I'm ascending. I'm going to be the truest. I'm going to be the most light. I'm going to get there. And it's again, how about this? Again, listen to, please listen to the episode of um, Brene Brown's podcast with Sonia Renee Taylor um, mm -hmm. talking about racing to the, this is just another way of racing to the top of another ladder. And it's just yep. trading it for a spiritual one. Because again, one of the roots of capitalism is competition. And inherently, if you were saying, oh, I'm, I'm trying to get here, I'm trying to get here and I can't be distracted by racism or, or this privilege, like, no, I'm the good one. I'm just trying to ascend. It's like, bitch, then- you You're doing be, nothing. You're doing nothing. And, and, this, and I think that's the dangerous part of sometimes, and I will boldly say, I think that's sometimes the dangerous part of religious rhetorics is talking about this other place that we're hoping to get to and not mm -hmm. understanding that where we are is an absolute gift. Mm. And, and that this can be truly a heaven on earth if we cared to make it that. If we weren't chasing, looking at somewhere else to go or looking to ascend quicker or looking to, to be the, light the lightest of the light workers, if we actually put half of that energy into making the land and the place we sit on a heaven on earth. Could you imagine what the world would look like rather mm. than us trying to do things to get to another place after? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And again, I just feel like spirituality, it was captured a very long time ago and has been manipulated since of this idea because it is a belief because it is something none of us will ever truly know while we're here on this planet my personal belief enlightenment still doesn't even it's nothing is going to give us these true answers of whether or not our beliefs are factual and that's what a belief is a belief is something that isn't actually factual it's something we have faith in and 
spirituality was something so easy and still is so easy to just manipulate and just write off and utilize it as a justification for whatever actions you're taking, whether they're the intentions there, whether they're cruel with intention, like it doesn't matter. It's still, it's whether so simple. Cruel intentions, the, the film <laughs> with, <laughs> whether it's actually cruel intentions with uh, Ryan Phillippe and Reese Witherspoon. I mean, is it Reese exactly. Yeah, it's Reese Witherspoon and Sarah Michelle Gellar. That's the other. I was like, who else? Is um, Isn't Selma Blair in that too? Okay, sorry, just had to okay. go on. You know, I you know I'm I don't sorry. know the answer, but <laughs> I, I'm literally putting this up right now. Did I get the cast list right? Because that's the important part. This is the important part of of spirituality. <laughs> is political is the cast. I got it correct. Sarah Michelle Gellar, Ryan Phillippe, Reese Witherspoon, and Selma Blair. I literally. Wow, 1999, gosh. Anyway, so spirituality is political. Go on, Nicole. Cruel intentions. That's where we're Cruel intentions. It's, become, it's just such a thing that is interwoven. And I think that that's why we're in such deep shit as an entire world right now is because of how easy it is to not be held accountable to the truth of our actions. Because it's like... Oof. Yes, we're not held accountable. And this is when spirituality and capitalism come together. It it becomes such a slippery slope. Like yesterday I was driving through Boston and I saw a billboard for Geico. And it was, it said spellbinding savings. And the font was in this Halloween-ish um, misty mm. font. And immediately I just was turned off by it because for one, I'm like, okay, here we could go into, yeah, it's Halloween. So what a good time to utilize this, but, or maybe they didn't mean anything by it other than, oh, it's Halloween. And then it's like, no, but we can't just write things off anymore. Corporations are utilizing current trends and people's actual belief systems in order to sell a product to us. And yep. Not only that, then it goes deeper. Those corporations are selling these sacred products that mm-hmm. they are sourcing from irres- irresponsible and dangerous places. And so it's putting in, it's putting us in this rat race, essentially, of, oh, you want to be spiritual, but you essentially can't because we live in a capitalistic world. And then that's a big scale, but then it trickles into small scale. When we see a Geico billboard utilizing that stuff, we think it's okay, or we don't think we're. Oh well, let's not let's not dig deeper into what this could actually be doing to people currently, or what it could have done in the past. And then, like you were saying, you have these white yoga instructors who are completely removed from spiritual practices and the true spiritual practice of it. Just especially yoga. Yoga is such an ancient, deeply spiritual, deeply religious in a way because it has religious with the dogma and the way that things are done and the rules and stuff like that mm-hmm. and we we think that as a society after 500 hours of pr- practicing that we are now able to teach others who are also far removed from these truly holy and sacred practices and yeah. it's coming back to that needing spirituality is so easily manipulated that we then it's what it's done to us is made us believe it's convinced us that we can't be spiritual without an external source teaching us how to be spiritual or an external way of doing it and so we need a yoga teacher we need a mindfulness teacher we need a guide a healer a coach a something a retreat anything in order to 
be spiritual in order to know who we truly are and to be able to discern good from evil. And it's, exactly. it's false. It's false information. We do not need any of this to get there. Yeah. Hey everyone, we hope you enjoyed the first part of this two-part series on spirituality is political. Again, the second part is available now. It's going to start up right where we started off. So be sure to check that out. And as always, thank you. Thank you for all of your support. Mwah.